You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Hello, lovers. Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you can come discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. My name is Koji. I am... Uh, what What am I this week? Uh, part-time overlord. Yeah, yeah. P- part-time overlord and full-time psychopath. Okay. That, that, that seems fitting. And with me... As always, is my good friend, and I don't know, uh, library book late returner. <laughs> no, you're just incapable of returning library books, or right. incapable of talking to people at the end of lineups. Yeah, Andrew Patterson, everybody. Yeah, and we're we're joined um, by a special guest this week. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself? For the listeners. Thank you. Brendan Fry, uh, Editor-in-Chief at CG Magazine, a recent addition to the Buns Network. Nice. Yes. And you have a podcast as well. We do the Pixels and Ink podcast every Friday. There you go. So uh, if you guys haven't already, check it out at podcast.buns.com or anywhere else podcasts are available. Um, actually, yeah. Wh- why don't you just tell us a little bit about the show before we get into our usual spiel here? Because... Uh, I feel like there's a lot of people who are listening to this who would probably listen to what you got going on. Yeah, no, no problem at all. We touch on the, the latest gaming news, movie news, entertainment news of the week uh, with our usual cast of characters, myself, Phil Brown. Cody, sadly, has moved on to a new opportunity, but we have a selection from our writing team that discuss with the latest news. We also go over what we've been playing and what we've been watching and Phil usually gives a good uh, rundown of the best movies of the week nice yeah we enjoy it and uh, you guys were recently at E3 that's we were cool. just got back three weeks ago now gels it was fun it was also very busy though so yeah yeah that makes I, sense I, I'm sure you saw some cool stuff though yep a lot of good things on the show for this year alright well speaking of good things and video games and all that good stuff let's talk about our hidden gem for the week overlord yeah i I helped pick this one yes yeah you did so i surprisingly knew nothing about it at all at all going into it like the name kind of sounded familiar but i Mm. i'd never played it or i don't know like i guess that it like wasn't on my radar or something Mm. because we were both talking before we started playing it and thought like it kind of reminded us of um we thought it was like a dungeon keeper type yeah 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 type deal that's what i was just looking for oh. yes so um overlord yeah before we talk about it i guess we'll do our usual of, of describing sort of what the game's about you are um and for lack of a better term, an overlord for these uh, a dark lord, basically. Yeah, yeah. look kind of li- kind of like fat in, in the fashion of uh, of Sauron. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more muscular though. Yeah, the helmet though. Yeah, he's you know? got that helmet. And you are resurrected by your minions so that you can lead them to do evil things in the world. I guess. Yeah, basically. 
And uh, most of the mechanics are you running around with a horde of demons following you and you can kind of bid them to go, I don't know, steal stuff or fight uh, mm -hmm. halflings. Mm -hmm. Jump on sheep. Yep. yep. Kill sheep and collect life force so that you can raise more minions or get weapons for themselves and um, all sorts of other weird stuff. And then there's some fine controls that you have to do sometimes if, uh, you know, you commanding them isn't enough. You can you can take control of them in a way. Mm-hmm. And, to, and get them to where they where they need to be and in the process um i don't know like save some people or yeah, it's it's weird but I'll, you've just recently played it i haven't played it in a year or so so yeah like how old is this game it was early mm. ps3 oh, oh snap is a console game it was a console game yeah mm. that makes a lot of sense actually yeah um <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it has some interesting mechanics for sure. It it's basically like a um, I don't know what genre would this like. I don't even really know. It's, action maybe. It's like action, but RPG. it has it has RPG and even strategy elements, mm -hmm. like real time yeah. real time strategy elements. Sort of. It's kind of like a. It feels like a. Um, oh, what's. There's definitely resource management involved. Oh, yeah. It makes me think of like a a more initial anyway yeah a more action ver oriented version of like a warcraft 3 or something mm -hmm. like where you're the hero right i mean you're not a hero you're a villain but the point is that you're a character of some significance yeah. and there are characters that you control around you um but it's cool since we only scratched the surface mm -hmm. i could only assume that as you find more things like we got the heart of the tower and the mm -hmm. crane um, the tower keeps getting bigger and bigger. The tower and keeps bigger. getting bigger. And, and you get different minions and that oh, kind of yeah. lots of things. It's cool. And it's also kind of the interest, the fact that, yes, you're kind of the villain of the story, but you're kind of also doing good things at the same time, coincidentally. They explain it away pretty well, though, because yeah. the idea is that you can kill the innocent people, or if you let them live, they will worship you. Yeah. So, And the more worshipers you have, the more power. It, it kind of works in that kind of... Right. So we didn't get... I mean, we played it for a little bit, but we didn't get to a point where we got other minions okay so what what were some of the other abilities of the minions i'm kind of curious well, were there ones that can swim because no, I, they just drowned immediately when we try to go in the water both games kind of blend together because they look almost exactly the same and okay. different games have different abilities the second game you had fire minions ice minions okay uh, like electricity minions they had different elemental minions the first one i think that you just got the minions could do more things as you get further on okay okay but the big big thing with the um, Overload was the fact that it was the humor, the kind of the dry British humor through the entire thing. Right. So that was penned by Rihanna Pratchett, who's daughter of oh, Terry Pratchett. That's very interesting. I didn't know that at all. And uh, she is most recently known for the Tomb Raider games. Oh, really? The what? new Tomb Raider games, yeah. Uh, really enjoyed those games. Yeah, no, they're, they're good games. And she's a really good writer. She did... Uh, Lots of games before this point, but this is the one that she kind of got full reign to do what she wanted on. Wow. Cool. Huh? Yeah. No, it's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> I, had no, I had no idea that that, uh, that that was the case. This game, though, I'm just... I, I really like... The element that I really liked of it is the bettering of your... Yeah. Of your Everybody castle. loves that. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's just like... People like to build stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, just seeing that kind of the tower get bigger and bigger and bigger and more powerful as you go forward. Right. Yeah. It reminded me of a uh, 
like one of my favorite RPGs ever, Skies of Arcadia. Oh yeah, I could do that. You get yeah. to a certain point where you inhabit an island, mm-hmm. which is like your base, and then mm-hmm. when you're out in the world, you can meet, you kind of collect characters, mm-hmm. and the characters uh, and resources, and like build up your town, yeah. and your sort of secret pirate town base, and the more characters, you certain characters would provide you with items, or you know certain abilities and stuff like mm-hmm. that, alter your ships and stuff like that, and it was amazing and to this day i'm furious that all that happened was they did like a gamecube port and not like why is there no sequel to that game i'm just kind of that game did really well when it first launched so i'm kind of surprised there wasn't it's, more of it. it's bonkers it did well enough that they did like a a, a slightly expanded version yeah. of it for a platform after anyway i feel like most dreamcast games kind of you know fizzled off that way yeah like jack ryan radio jet set radio future but this still there's a lot of games that were amazing that mm-hmm. deserve to have more to live on i think beyond <laughs> yeah. that console and they they didn't really who published that one i forget uh overworks oh god yeah are they even still around i don't think so <laughs> that no explains a lot i think that like a lot of those sega developers kind of went the way of the dodo or like cons- were like swallowed up into other studios and stuff like that yeah. but so many i mean let's not go down i could talk about sega for <laughs> forever so many great franchises that they should still be still be making but yeah anyway yeah the resource management aspect of it that we really didn't dip into that much mm. i think is it gets uh, more, far more complex as you go further in the game there's a lot more kind of that puzzle solving elements you have to kind of cool. work with figure out what you need for a particular exactly task and then yeah. how to get it yeah that's cool it gets a lot more com- complex as you get further on but it gets so yeah how do you go about uh again because we didn't get far yeah. enough to do it but how do you go about controlling the different types of minions because I imagine you can make up a party of yeah. From what I, as I said, it's been a little while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but how it works was you basically choose what you go into with, and you kind of have to work with what you get. Yeah. Also, I believe they do different things as they find things in the world that they adapt to what's going on in the right. So like when they put the pumpkin heads on, yeah, that's one of the things that I loved is like they're they you see them picking up random stuff as they go around, and then they come back to you and they're looking like totally different. A few of them, yeah. the first level that we played. Uh, it was all about pumpkins or whatever, and so they were running through these fields, destroying all these pumpkins, and a few of them would come back wearing like jack o' lanterns mm-hmm. on their head. I believe they also will find like weapons and stuff around the world as well and bring yep. that back. Gold. And then when they fight people, they'll be using those things, and yeah, the pumpkins yeah. will get broken. And it's those little touches that make it kind of a fun little game. It no, doesn't take itself seriously whatsoever. Yeah, no, you, you can tell that kind of off off the bat there, the like voiceover work and stuff. It's not like this dark, ominous. Thing. It, yeah. it's more like a fun though jaunt and i'm glad because i think their need i mean gaming i think could do with a little bit more humor mm-hmm. which is what we were talking about overwatch like which is a, a reasonably dark world like yeah. some of the story elements but there's lots of humor in it too and i think yeah. blizzard does that really well but i would be interested to see a game exactly like this like like mechanic wise mm-hmm. that was like super dark mm, I could see you that. know like just like i remember playing uh the last of us mm-hmm. and some some of the times where you kill people and they like they would beg and it made me feel really weird which mm-hmm. i think is important i think like yeah. more games need that like that way well maybe not more games but there needs to be at least some games that do that it would be interesting to be like you know we were talking about the villagers yeah we set those people on fire <laughs> accident you know like there's things happening but it's because it's so colorful yeah. You know, which I think is probably the right choice because otherwise it would be really morbid. But it would be interesting to see, like, if it would influence your decision making to yeah. be like, oh, like, 
these people the war you know the whole worship and like if there was some sort of i don't know it could be interesting to see their attitudes kind of remind me of fables it does oh yeah similar humor right totally yeah Yeah. but i mean if they really went that dark road i'm sure there'd be a lot of people upset with that game you play the villain and you torture people as you go through the game i can imagine there could be parents groups upset with that game this would be a good segue into our next game it would be a good segue into our next game but go on. I just, but inter- yeah, I was going to say it'd be a good segue to the next game. Interestingly, uh, which we can, do, going down that path though, yeah. I stopped kind of paying attention mm-hmm. to um, like video game protests, I guess. Yeah. When I was in school, mm-hmm. like, and I assume it's still a thing, but I feel like, vi- I, I mean, you might be able to speak to this if yeah. you're, you're kind of more plugged in, but I... You know, I'm a I'm an avid gamer, but I just haven't. I don't know. The, I couldn't tell you the last time I read something about a game that was uh, criticized for being too, you know, too mature, too adult. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy because I feel like speaking of games like yeah. The Last of Us, like the end of that game has like a it's like so well written, but like you know you have to make a decision, and it's pretty. It's, it's a dark, pretty decision. controversial, potentially yeah. controversial. Um, so it's interesting that it's sort of like maybe I just tune it out, but do I feel like it's gone down. Do you make the choice at the end of that game? I mean, you just stop playing. Like yeah. the answer is you go forward with that choice, or you just like walk out. Yeah, it doesn't, okay. the game doesn't. The game won't let end there, but that would be the answer. Is you just walk away, and that right. would be the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. But really, if you want the sequel to continue, you you kind of have to make that choice. Yeah. Plus, it's a, I think a much more interesting because I'd never really played mm. a game that finished in a, such a way like it was a story driven game where at the end you were just like oh yeah credits are rolling and you're just sitting there kind of like whoa that was mm-hmm. that was intense that was some intense shit yeah but um yeah do you want to i feel like we didn't talk that much about this game but it's such a perfect moment to yeah segue that's, that's to, a perfect segue yeah, well, yeah. Talking about protests and parents groups and stuff, I would be surprised. Well, first of all, this game is full of this next game. Are you gotta love it? Postal Two is full of protests mm-hmm. in game. Yeah, but I I seem to recall the first one getting into some hot water. It did get some hot water. Uh, sorry, hot water. Firstly, I think the postal union got upset with this. Mm. Yeah, if I remember correctly, remember like reading game, maybe PC yeah. Gamer or something was yeah. talking about it or something like yeah. way back in the day. Yeah, I. I and I imagine it, it like was kind of on the coattails of the first or second Grand Theft Auto. I think it was ninety seven. Is it ninety seven? Well, I'll say this: playing the second one, it felt like it came from an era of gaming where I remember there being much more criticism yeah. of games, and the game itself, in almost a kind of like a meta way, is like about that. Yeah, but so. Oof. It's tough. Ooh. It's not a good game. No. For sure. But there are some things that I do like about it. Okay. Like, I think that it's very frustrating to play, and that makes it a bad game, but it also <laughs> makes it a good game. Because that's kind of the point. Yeah. yeah. The point is, you are supposed to be going crazy while playing it, being like... Like, there's a lot of waiting in lines mm-hmm. yeah. in this game, which is, like, kind of the antithesis of what the game's about, because, like, you know... I, I guess we should describe it at its core. It's about a guy who doesn't care for his life and could snap at any moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, you you are given many opportunities to snap. And part of the game is you trying to keep it together. I mean, you get releases at a point. Like yeah. I said, you know, the protesters go crazy and then you have to like fight back. Well, but- 
Go ahead. I was just gonna say the funny thing is the game is called Postal. Yeah. And it's as you said, a better guy that's on the on the brink, but I felt like playing the game, he was like the most sane person in the game. I think that's kind of the point because yeah. it's see I'm not a the politics of the game are questionable at best. Yeah, there's some really there's some stuff in really poor taste yeah. <laughs> put it that way um, but the concept is you're basically the only sane one the fact that you're will going around there doing what needs like right. getting rid of people that are being crazy etc 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 yeah. and no one's thankful everyone's just kind of pushing you off mm-hmm. and kind of uh, kind of getting in your face the entire way yeah even though you're the one like there's people killing people around here and I'm killing them and yeah it's so there, there's an amount so, of humor in the game too which yeah. I think maybe stems from what happened with the first game because if I remember correctly, because I I did play the first postal, the yeah. top down, um, I guess shooter. It was yeah, um, bullet hell type shooter type game. Yeah. Right, but the idea was that you were actually like a crazy person mm-hmm. going around killing people in a city with with almost no storyline whatsoever, other than like you're just propelled yeah, by was, your insanity. It was just one level to another, to another of just. Here's a cityscape. Kill everyone that's killing you, and kill all the random people. Right, and cause as much carnage as you can. In that, it was, it was basically the core of what made Grand Theft Auto, with none of the actual missions or anything else involved of Grand Theft Auto. Right, mm. and so I think they tried to like. This was almost a reaction to pe- people's reactions yeah. to the first game because your first mission, you you go to running with scissors games, yeah, and have to pick up your paycheck and like. And you've been fired. Yeah, yeah, you've been fired. But like their <laughs> the office protesters. looks like garbage. Yeah. yeah, like everyone, no one's happy there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, it, it's pretty clear that it's like, uh, you know, it's satire. Yeah, for sure. It's there, and I think there are kind of funny moments. So yeah. like, there are things to like about it. But would I ever play it again? There's some holy terror moments. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Frank uh, Miller's holy terror. Yeah. Frank Miller's oh, holy God, terror. Yes. It's oh. kind of like. Yeah, I I, oof. I don't know. It's weird. It's it's definitely got. Um, I'm trying to think of how to. Well, so what about this game made it stick out in your mind as being something that was one of the worst? It's one of those games that, okay, if you look at the way it's like the building of that game and how it's made, yeah. it's clearly a product that feels like it was made in the late 1990s. It does not feel like something that they. Mid mid two thousands, yeah. yeah. It it was built in Unreal, but it feels like a game those like the, the early Quake two type games yeah. like Sin. And oh all yeah, those games. it kind of reminds me of like Redneck Rampage. Yeah. Whoa, there. Sin. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, Redneck Rampage. Yeah. But that's how it kind of looks. Where it doesn't. <laughs> wow, you guys just one two punch me there with like a fucking nostalgia. Like, well, not even nostalgia, but like a blast from the past. Oh sure. yeah, that's crazy. But you, when, that was the, like that time period was when we had like Half Life and all those games. So, <laughs> Total Two in comparison is way behind the times what it can do. Yeah, like, level design is just a bunch of weird, archaic-looking yeah. dungeons. There's like road, no yeah, there's like and there's like road textures, but like not designed on surfaces yeah. that seem like roads. So you're yeah. just like, wow, no car could fit yeah. or like drive on this road. It's really weird. It's, it's also weird, just like, like narrow chasm. Yeah, yeah, oddly sparse. Yeah, the entire time, and then, but then you walk in an area. There's tons of people around, yeah. doing like weird strutting, <laughs> walking motions. I will stuff. say one thing that I kind of liked about it was it had the <laughs> it had the feeling of 
those old art like Daggerfall, mm-hmm. like where you know I I went into the wrong room and walked up to a counter where I just automatically picked something up, I guess, yeah. and the person got angry at me. They started shooting me. I had to kill them with a shovel. <laughs> And then the cops wanted to arrest me, and I got, and then it was like put away your weapon to to be cuffed, and yeah. I was like, okay, I better do that because that's kind of how I play games. Unless mm. the game it's a game like Overlord, I generally like play like the good guy just to straight. see what ha- yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, and I got arrested, and then you just are in jail with no foresee <laughs> like you're just like okay, so I guess maybe I'll be let out in t- a certain amount of time and. You know, I had to break out of jail, and it's just sort of like <laughs> so that, it gives you the that part was actually cool though. The breaking yeah. out of jail, mm-hmm. I like that mechanic. You yeah, like light the match by the uh, sprinkler, mm-hmm. and then the door opens and it lets you, it lets like the alarms go off and it lets you out or whatever. Yeah, so there's clearly some thinking that was maybe not ahead of its time, but like in terms of yeah. mechanics and like being you know in the wake of games like Grand Theft Auto, but it kind of around that time where people realized that games could be more than simple mechanics mm-hmm. and that people were smart enough to, you know, to do more than just like puzzles and yeah. platformers. Like the puzzles could be a little bit more true to life. Like, oh, you know, so mm-hmm. it showed glimpses of that. But, you know, I also have some questions about, my questions about this game are, they're not even questions. Hitboxes. I have a question. Mm-hmm. For Do you. are hitboxes were they even a thing back then? They like, were. it's crazy. Half Life and Half Life Two would be coming around at this time. Oh my god, this is so hard. You have like a shotgun that well, you're shooting point blank, and, you and you're just this, missing. Unreal Tournament 2003 would have come out with about the same same basic game engine that built this thing. Oof. And that game How? has pinpoint accuracy. Yeah, Quake it's crazy. Two back in '99, I want to say '98. Maybe it's just I don't know, man. built to be extra frustrating. frustrating. Yeah. yeah, it has that feeling. I feel it's more the fact they just didn't put effort or time or money towards it. Fair enough. Yeah, that's probably true. So I think that, like, in in a grand scheme, uh, this game, you know, will disappear and probably I think it kind of already has. I, right. I don't even know if running with scissors is still around. Yeah, that's. Let's find out. <laughs> but but. I do like, I don't like the game or the gameplay, no. but I do like some of like the sort of meta elements mm-hmm. of the game and like the commentary and it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's I, like way before Portal came out, yeah. how Portal had elements like that where right. it kind of, you know, reaches mm-hmm. out a little bit and that's kind of where the, some of the humor right. lies is you're like, oh. You know, it kind of had that. But then I would like walk into the porn room of the library yeah. and there would be like a pretty offensive uh, skinning of a character that was like, I guess like Osama bin Laden or I like some sort right. of Middle Eastern. Yeah. Well, I mean, he told me what happens at the end of the game. I don't know if you heard that. Oh, when you get to the end of the week? Yeah, what happens at the end of the week? Oh, what happens at the end of the week? We only got to oh, Tuesday. Osama bin Laden bombs the city. Oh, yeah. so you just die? Not exactly. It's oh. more dumb than that. Oh, he bombs the city and then you have to go through the city and find him or something? No, you just kind of leave. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty strange. Yeah. It's a weird game. Um, so they're still around. Are they really? Yeah. Uh, it, they released Postal in 1997. Okay. Uh, then 2003 was Postal 2. Yep. 2011 was Postal 3. Okay. Wow. Don't, don't 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not very good. 2012, 
Postal 2 was released on Steam. Yeah, okay. 2014, uh, an add-on for Postal 2. Then 2016 <laughs> announced uh, that it would remake... Uh, Postal 1. Postal 1. Yeah, that, that came out, yeah. Uh, on May 20th, 2016. So it looks like they're still around. That's weird. This one game is the entire... <laughs> you know what? They're kind of, it, they kind of remind me... Of, it's like they're like the trauma of video games. Yeah. Except with like few, nowhere near as much selection. Yeah. Because like trauma has that sort of like when I'm when I'm watching it I'm like, okay like the humor is, mm-hmm. but like some of the humor is also it crosses like a like a weirdly like racist you know I, yeah. I don't even know how to describe it's, it. It's, it's like it's blatantly racist. It's yes. blatantly racist, but like the type of people I feel like generally that are into like trauma films mm-hmm. are not that like mm-hmm. they you know what it, it's really well, hard to I, describe I, it's, like it's racist it's, on purpose so that you don't care for the character i think yeah right I can see that. like it's not the movie itself is not racist but the characters in the movie are racist and usually those yeah. characters end up getting killed well yeah. no i meant more like in portrayals of characters an example being um what's the one with the like the chicken the kfc place that the zombies like the oh, zombie God. chickens i know what you're talking about but i forget um like one of the girls working there is yeah. like a, she's like Middle Eastern and like her name and the way that she talks and everything about it is just a blatantly racist portrayal of yeah. somebody. For, and like, so I don't mean like one of the characters in one of their movies is racist. I mean like the script itself mm-hmm. and the characters that are sometimes just good, like protagonists. Yeah. It's just like racist portrayals or like blatant stereotypes where it's like, a long time ago that was you know just stuff where you're yeah, like it's yeah. okay i don't know if that's really funny anymore you know right but this this game kind of had those same elements yeah, yeah. where i was like i see what they're doing i i mean they're definitely going to be people that find this hilarious you yeah. know like i can picture playing pc games back in the day and there's probably somebody that was like when they went into yeah. that room of the library they're like oh this is fucking hilarious you know and you're just like uh mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of grunt it's just anyway what it is what it is which is unfortunate, but so, yeah, that was that was the main thing that uh, yeah brought me down a little bit. <laughs> well, but other than waiting in lines and just yeah, being super that, frustrated, yeah. well, yeah, the entire game I think brings you down. I, Trying to follow the map is even frustrating. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that's a bad map. Uh, you know what else? It's funny. It makes me think of uh, uh, Clueless Gamer when they were doing Final Fantasy fifteen, and that starts <laughs> with them pushing the car. Yeah, this game is like that. Like I would love yeah. to see Conan play. Postal <laughs> 2 where he goes to the bank to cash his check and has to wait in line. I don't think that could be shown on network television. No, I don't think so either, <laughs> yeah. but still. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, so speaking of games that kind of either break the fourth wall or have some sort of commentary or something, I know that you mentioned one earlier. Can you think of any other games that do that sort of thing better? Uh, aside from Portal? The first thing that comes to my mind, because as soon as you made that comment, it like hit me in the head was um, the uh, Metal Gear Solid where oh yeah, oh, yeah. fuck yeah where, where you have uh, to switch the controllers to fight Psycho Manus yeah he's like put the controller down or whatever and he like makes it shake and then I mean they even did that further in the game when they had um, Metal Gear Solid 4 Metal Gear Solid 4 when they had um, they talked I don't about think I played that one that oh. was PS3 yeah it was PS3 right? yeah. so they had a moment I stopped after they had a moment Eater. they kind of riffed on that where they like Snake's like, I'm going to have to do this. I'm like, no, you won't. You're on the PlayStation 3 platform. There's infinite data. <laughs> 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 then they're like, 
put the yeah. controller down. Oh no, you have a PlayStation Three. It doesn't rumble. Oh <laughs> man, that's hilarious. <laughs> the the uh, yeah, the Metal Gear series definitely had moments like yeah. that. Um, man, Metal fuck Metal Gear Solid Three was amazing. It Snake was Eater. Mm-hmm. Oof. Oh man, uh, talk about thinking outside of the box for boss battles. That shit was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I find I do find Portal hilarious. I am trying to think of. Uh, Kind of having a hard time well, thinking I mean, you, of more. The Stanley Parable is a good one. That, oh yeah, that one is like completely breaking the fourth wall of the entire game. Yeah, it's a uh, that's a crazy. Ge- it's like, I mean, yeah, it is a game. I, I guess it's, it's hard a, to you do things. Even like yeah. uh, sort of like fun family games, like Little Big Planet or mm-hmm. uh, um, what's the paper one that I can't think of right now? Oh. Paper one. Yeah, where you're like the little paper guy. It's basically like Little Big oh, Planet. Oh, it's um, I don't know. Uh, it was like the free game a couple months ago. Yeah, playing it, it, playing it here and there. What's um, it called? As you guys, it's driving me nuts. Anyway, but both those games had yeah, they have like a narrator, like a friendly narrator who's like mm-hmm. you don't know t- Jack telling oh, the story. That's a good one, yeah, telling the story, but like also you're not referred to as a player. You're referred to as like the you know some sort of god kind mm-hmm. of of the world, but yeah. they. They'll even, like, if you have a camera, if you have, like, the PlayStation camera or PlayStation Eye or whatever, yeah. Xbox to- One. Tearaway. Tearaway, yeah. They'll, like, show you. Yeah. And it's, like, the, the character will be, like, looking at you and being, like, oh, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'll be in the sun. Yeah, exactly. So that kind of stuff is kind of fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Jokes jokes at the gamer's expense are, are always kind of funny, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Even Overwatch kind of has that. Be- Overwatch is, like a very richly detailed world but like the fact that a character like diva was like a professional gamer yeah that then you know started piloting this robots suit to defend her country <laughs> during the omnic wars and like all of her sayings and like sprays mm-hmm. and act and her behavior is very like it's almost like it's poking fun at and then weirdly it, she's like a fan favorite game, not weird at all culture, yeah. yeah so they, they have that kind they, of stuff they don't have like a cartoon or something well did you see the latest the shorts um, are amazing did you see the latest short for, for doomfist Doom no i haven't watched it oh, yet. it's basically just a cartoon like straight up a cartoon really i mm. think blizzard is crazy because i i've been like on you know my friends were really into diablo and diablo 2 i've been playing that today I, so. I, oh yeah i i was less of a diablo guy and more of a warcraft starcraft okay. guy but I can see that. I like love Blizzard. I love Blizzard from like, you know, not day one. Not Blackthorn. No, where was that Vikings game? <laughs> the Lost Vikings. Like Lost Vikings. I love Blackthorn. Yeah, Blackthorn was, it was weird. It was a weird game. The only problem was I kept the controller. The controls were such that like, so there's a button that allows you to shoot behind you without yeah. turning around, and I kept I kept forgetting which button was which, and I'd always accidentally like shoot behind me and kill one of the hostages or something. <laughs> but it was a good well, game. Yeah, but I think that they're people have wanted a movie. Like they're they're so good at crafting mm-hmm. games. Well, and they worlds. got one. Yeah, but yeah, it was wasn't. Movie. But like the thing was, what that people our, that wanted. Our ben, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I think, you know, I remember playing <laughs> when World of Warcraft first came out, and yeah. like the, the cinematics in that game, and even before that, Warcraft Three, Diablo. Every mm-hmm. game had these amazing cinematics, and people were like, "These guys should make a movie." And funny, then that's not really what we got. But well, funny thing is, um, Blizzard. Every time they released a cinematic, they'd rent out a theater in L.A. Mm. or near L.A. just so it could have an actual theatrical screening, just so it could be eligible for an Oscar. 
Wow, that's crazy. Well, because Oscars can only be awarded to movies that are or some visual. Entity. How have they not? Some of them are so good. I think they've won a few technical awards. What about that that, uh, that video game commercial for what is it? Everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's they're talking about might get some sort of awards. Yeah, I like. I remember just being so jacked up playing StarCraft. Oh yeah, in the single player campaign for to see the next. You know, it was like two or three missions, and then you would get like a cinematic. And I was just ten seconds cinematic. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh shit! Like there's that one where uh, Phoenix gets like killed by the Hydralisk, and then he comes back as a dragon. I was like, oh man, Mm -hmm. really nerding out here. But yeah. um, yeah, they got it. They got it figured out. How did we even start talking about this? Uh, Blizzard breaking the fourth walls. In oh the yeah, world. yeah. Warcraft, World of Warcraft. Even though it's this crazy, you know, incredibly mm-hmm. richly realized, massively multiplayer world. There's so much poking at the the gamer. I feel yeah. you know, it's not as obvious. Like they're not. They don't talk about like computers and stuff. But yeah. there's so much stuff where you're just like, oh, well, I mean, it's pretty even, funny. You, Blizzard games up to even like Warcraft 2, Warcraft 1. Yeah. You did get some of that when you kind of clicked on those. You, oh, yeah. You if you the kept units. clicking yeah. them and stuff. They yeah. did some things like, stop clicking on me, put the mouse away, and things <laughs> yeah. like that. So they did, they did kind of poke oh, fun, but you had to kind of look for those Easter eggs. To go back to Postal 2, though, I think that your suggestion of the Stanley Parable is probably as, like pretty close to... Yeah. You know, aside from like the horrific violence in Postal Two, <laughs> and racism, right, and racism, Blatant racism yeah. it's pretty close to what Postal Two I think was attempting. Yeah, it, it's the, a better version of what Postal Two was attempting to do. Yeah, the frustrations of, of real life put into a game. Mm-hmm. But I think the Stanley Parable did it better because it had the narrator. Yeah, just kind of like we told him, like you should do this, and you can completely listen to him, not listen to him, go completely other ways. Have you have you played the Stanley Parable? No. So it. It was originally a mod for um, Half Life Two. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you are a guy in an office, and you have like a narrator in your head, or maybe he's in your head. Like you don't know really. Um, and it will tell you to do things like I, I forget how it starts. It's like Stanley sitting at his desk. He's oh yeah, it's like bored narr- of reality, but he looks at his screen. Suddenly, he realizes he should get up. Yeah. And then you could sit there and like. Stanley gave up giving up. He, just gonna, <laughs> he gave up on the... Oh, that's great. And all it is is uh, you just get to a series of endings. Mm-hmm. There's no winning or losing. There's no best ending or worst ending. Like, one of the endings could literally be you just... You don't get up. Yeah, and that's it. And that's it. You just, like, you know, he'll, you work away your life at this desk and just never get oh, up. Oh, interesting. Um, but there are other ones where, like, you you know, maybe you go to explore your office and you find out that, like, your your office isn't an office. It's just like yeah. a set in this, like, bigger, you know, TV factory. Studio. Yeah, TV studio thing. It's just, like, weird. It's, 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 yeah, it's good. It's, it's only, cool. like, 10 bucks. It's, it's really a, a kind of a good deal because I think I played that thing for, like, six hours just trying to figure out what I could do. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say there was a point where... Uh, a bomb might go off mm-hmm. in one of the endings and like there's a, a panel with a bunch of buttons and sequences and I was like I honestly spent I don't know a couple hours trying to go through all these sequences and, it, and no matter what I did it blew up finally I just went to the internet and was like oh no it just will blow up <laughs> <laughs> like there's no stopping it and I was like oh fuck that was something that always frustrated me in 
in games when they didn't make it like RPGs, especially mm -hmm. like JRPGs or like tactics style games where it wasn't always clear. Sometimes you had to lose yeah. for the story to progress, but like you would, I think tactics was the first game that I was banging my head against the wall where there's like a fight where you just can't win it. Mm -hmm. But I kept, I was like, oh, I don't even want to like, you know, I'm not going to get game over. I'm just going to no. use all of my items and use all of my resources to try to beat this. And then like you, you lose and it, the story continues and I'm like, I just fucking wasted <laughs> all of that stuff. And it drove me nuts. It was like, mm -hmm. you know, but I, I, it also, this game, Postal 2 also reminded me of an era of mods. Like yeah. I, I, I haven't been a PC gamer really in a very, very long time. And, uh, I, I'm very much a console gamer now, but, um, like I remember Half-Life mm -hmm. was amazing. Yeah. And then Half-Life just had all of these amazing mods. Like, do yeah. you remember They Hunger? Because that, no, oh, yeah. that's going to be my recommendation, actually. Really? Yeah. No, I don't remember that at all. I do, however, when you were speaking of that, it kind of reminded me of something, and I couldn't help but smile. I used to build levels for Duke Nukem 3D. Oh, God. Uh, build engine. Oh, it was, it was awful, but it was also amazing. So I, I would build these levels and, like, spend hours and hours and hours building these intricate levels for me and my friends to play multiplayer or not it wasn't multiplayer we'd, we'd like call each other yeah. up with our modems and like go one-on-one yeah. -on -one. but i i can't help but laugh because i would build these intricate levels but i would hide nukes <laughs> in like areas where they because uh, i built it obviously i was the only one who knew so like if they started slaughtering me really badly i'd just like go into one of my little <laughs> cubbies pull out a nuke and just destroy them yeah it's great nuke deposits yeah nice but yeah i Whatever. I mean, it's not a good game, but no. I didn't. I, it's by far not the worst. It's not you, the worst game on earth. You gotta love it that we've had. I don't even remember what other. Have we had a you gotta love it video game? Yeah, for sure. Um, Rambo. Oh yeah. NES. Oh. Bible uh, Adventures. Bible. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. It's kind of hilarious though. Yeah. Yeah. I, well. Yeah. Yeah. Rambo was kind of funny. For sure, uh, Bible Adventures was funny for like the first two minutes, and then we're it, just it's, like, it's oh. the joke. If the joke wears off, you're like, well, that that, that happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although throwing baby Moses in the river was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy, and I was just like, oh shit, they're just straight up throwing the baby in the river. That's like, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That's dark. Um, yeah, we've had a couple of them. I think there was one more, wasn't there? Um, maybe even more than one more. We we played uh, the. Uh, game version of cool world oh right yeah oh, that's bad uh, that's we bad played game. uh watch rabbit's also a bad game if you want to be fair oh, all those man. tv tie or oh, movie tie-ins back in the nes time were all but bad. jurassic park aladdin was, was pretty good i loved aladdin that was good. yeah aladdin was the disney ones were wicked lion king was sweet yeah those yeah. are all awesome though those were yeah yeah um, i want to say captain no virgin interactive a right no it's virgin i think it was virgin interactive oh. the uh oh yeah fuck. those games were crazy Man, Any, those anyway, days were, those were nuts. <laughs> as far as you gotta love it, video games are concerned, it's at least playable. Yeah, I mean, I to be honest with you, I don't know how much more time I could have given it because, like, <laughs> it, it I, I I sense the formula. Yeah, and I mean, maybe you can speak to this because it sounds like you played it all the way through. I played it all the way through, but I feel like it's okay. Go do this task. You get there. People attack that area. You kill them and. You basically, yeah, it's you do the concept is you do menial tasks and the world goes crazy around you and you have to defend yourself and defend the world in the process. 
All while avoiding the cops. All, and also all while making snide com- comments about how everything sucks. Yeah. Basically, yeah, that's that's the, that's the game. It goes through. It takes like 15 hours to do and just keeps going like that. So like almost like a darker, edgier Duke Nukem where he's just always throwing these one-liners out except he's this guy's just really mean. Yeah, basically. He just kind of does that and he insults his wife through the entire game and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I wonder who scripted that game. I don't know. Anyway, I think now's a good time for us to start talking about our recommendations for the week. So, I don't know if I told you about this part of, did of the show, but uh, every week, because we started the show for us to discover mm-hmm. things like, you know, new hidden gems that people would submit or, you know, to find bad things to love or whatever, we, at the end of each episode, figure we should give people something okay. that they can discover um that they may not know so andrew you seemed like you had one teed up i did but then I, for some reason i started thinking about the game time splitters too <laughs> and i just like looked it up because i was like oh man did that game break the, the fourth wall that's not a hidden gem though time splitters too yeah i feel like most people don't know about that game really yeah it was late, most people i talked to don't gamecube right uh i had it for playstation did it come 2 PlayStation? ps2 i had oh, it wow. for yeah um, but yeah, no, my game, my, my recommendation was, uh, it probably, I haven't played it in like, oh, well over a decade, possibly 15, I don't even know around the time Half-Life came out. Yeah. Um, but it's called They Hunger and it was like a zombie mod for Half-Life right. and it was probably the first game I played, especially the first person, first, first person shooter that I played mm-hmm. where, um, ammunition and stuff was like realistic so like you come to uh, there's like a car accident you're in the middle of the country and uh it really took advantage of like those open spaces Mm -hmm. that half-life kind of had pioneered a little bit Mm -hmm. fps's up until that point were very much like you know Mm -hmm. closed spaces and half-life had those moments where you see outside in the sky and there's like the helicopter and shit like that um but it was basically just like a terrifying game where you know you would play the game for like half an hour and eventually you would find another car that was like abandoned on the side of the road and you would look in it and there would be like three bullets on the back seat and a revolver and you're at that point i was so used to games where ammo is just like Mm -hmm. in packages on the ground that like you had to save those bullets because you wouldn't you would never find ammo that was just on the ground it was always like you were in somebody's cellar or their mm-hmm. garage and there would just be like a shelving unit with maybe like shotgun shells. And uh, all you had was like an umbrella, but like the, it, like as you're instead of the crowbar, okay. so like the modding of the game was you had an umbrella. Um, and what made it terrifying was that the zombies could speak and they would pipe in sound of like zombies, even if there wasn't necessarily a zombie around. And they would say like, come to mama or like weird shit like that. And you would just be like, you have no ammunition. So you die very easily. Health is very hard to come by. Weapons are hard to come by. And you're like in a giant empty church. So it wasn't like the type of game where there's just hundreds of zombies everywhere. The zombies were very few and far between. But for a mod, it was like so well realized. That was like the first time I realized that a mod could be like that. I was just like, this is fucking nuts. Um, but it just, again, Postal 2 reminded me of that era. So that was kind of mm-hmm. why I recommended it. And I don't know if it 
given what kind of games we have now, I don't know if it's going to stand up, but it's definitely maybe worth checking into if it's something that you could find easily enough, which I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could find it online. It came out in, looks like, 2000. I wonder if anybody made a new They Hunger mod using, like, a newer graphics Like Half-Life 2 rather than Half-Life 1. Yeah, I'm going to look it up right now. I feel like people are just playing, uh, what's that online game now? Oh, um, Play Unknown or DayZ. DayZ. Yeah. Where just people are just jerks to each other, but I feel like that's that's the new thing now. I think these 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 mods are kind of the pre- precursors to that. And DayZ yeah. basically started as a mod. It was a mod for uh, Arma. Arma, yeah. See, so I feel like if you want to know what? what the postal experience, postal two experience is like, just play DayZ as a noob with you know a bunch of experienced players playing around you and you and you'll you'll get, you'll get the frustration and the anger and probably the racism too so oh yeah they made yeah they've what? they've made some crazy this one looks like it's made using like a tomb raider it's oh, called weird. they hunger lost souls there's like a giant zombie octopus that's weird and apparently there was a they hunger trilogy cool so there you go look for that yeah do you there have, are photos of oh. the original in here though and it's pretty funny do you have a suggestion for us? It has to be a hidden gem. No, well, no, I don't. It can be whatever you want it to be. Something that you would shout out that you know you want people to check out. Us? Oh, come back to me. You do. You go first. Sure. I'll, think, I'll think of one. I guess because you did um, not music this time, I will do music because Andrew usually suggests something musical and then we play a song at the end of the episode. But it just didn't seem fitting to recommend the awesome music I was talking about after Postal talking two? about Postal Two. Yeah. Well, I will, uh, I'll recommend this because it's like Postal 2. It's a throwback from a, an earlier era, sort of. Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Broken Social Scene has gotten back together and just released a record. Nice. Yeah, I saw them. I saw the full scene perform a couple weeks ago. At uh, Yes, you did. Field Trip. I have a story yeah. about them. And, oh, yeah, well, enlighten us. It's called Hug of Thunder, I believe. <coughs> Hug, yeah, Hug of Thunder. So, Great album. That's so, my recommendation. Um, Let's say, what was it like eight years ago, nine years ago? I was doing music journalism. Mm. And me and we were at, it was at the Canadian Music Week. Okay. So me and some members of the Broken Social Scene were just like standing around by this Red Bull fridge. And it was just like, we were in the VIP area. I'm like, whose Red Bull fridge is this? And we were like, I'm like, well, you're famous. Go get some Red Bull. And they're like, no, no, we'll wait for someone else to do it first. Yeah. So then we were like standing by this Red Bull fridge, just guarding this Red Bull fridge for a good... It must have been like five minutes, but we were like, oh yeah, we got this. Yeah. So then this woman comes up, she's like, oh, can we get in there? I'm like, well, you, you, you have to ask us for the Red Bull. She's like, no, I'm the Red Bull rep. I, oh. I don't need to ask you guys. And we're like, disperse. <laughs> just, <laughs> just give me those goddamn Red Bulls, yeah. you hippies. <laughs> yeah. That was, so, so we kind of just never talked to that rest of the night. We were like, nope, we're gone. <laughs> so you never got your Red Bull? Oh, no, we, we, we had like piles of them. Oh, nice. So... Uh, you were a music journalist. I was before I was a games journalist. Uh, where? Uh, I, w- I was freelance. So I wrote everywhere. I did some now. Did some exclaim. A lot oh. of it was just like free freelance everywhere. Do you know Jonathan Deckel? No. He's also a music journalist. Friend of the show. He's been nice. on. Quick question. A couple times, yeah. Postal 2. Do you not think that the main character sounds like the guy, the Winamp guy? Yes. That says Winamp. It really whips, whips the, the llama's ass. <laughs> yes. Yeah, is yeah. that him? Can we? I'm gonna Google that. It can't be him. It okay. can't be. Well, go on. Talk about broken social. Your recommendation, Hug of Thunder. I yeah. Believe. Yeah. Um, 
if you're not familiar with Broken Social Scene, definitely just check it out, generally <laughs> speaking. But this album is the most, I, I don't know, I would say cohesive album that they've put out. Because a, a lot of their music is intentionally, their other albums are intentionally sloppy. But in a in a melodic way, like songs, yeah, tr- sort of trail off. Instruments do weird stuff, and they like laugh and whatever. But this album is is very. It seems like a lot more strictly put together, uh, and it's not like those elements don't exist. But you can tell that like everything's very methodical, and uh, I don't know. I've only listened to it a couple times because I haven't had that much time and it hasn't been out for that long. But uh, really liked it, and I strongly suggest if you like, you know, art. Indie rock. You listen to that album, Hug of Thunder. Hug of Thunder. Waiting for my vinyl to come in the mail. Mm. Pretty upset about it because I pre-ordered it, and oh. then I walked into the store today, and they had a whole bunch yeah, of there's them. Tons oh, of them. I hate when that happens. Like, like why? So why did I pre-order it then? You're guaranteed a copy when it comes out. Yeah. Eventually. I don't know. And from now on, I'm only pre-ordering things that either I know won't be on sale. I have in a. Stores. I have a copy of Kendrick Lamar's "Damn" signed by Kendrick Lamar on red vinyl. That's awesome. In the I mean, it's not in the mail yet, probably, but <laughs> yeah. At, at some, some point, point when they yeah, yeah, when they finish pressing but that shit, he go. has a minute to sign that sign him. You got an autograph though out of it. Yeah, it's pretty That's cool. Probably reason enough to, uh, to yeah, pre-order. That, at that point is worth uh, the pre-order is worth it. Yeah, or if it's like a oh maybe exclusive color. Yeah, maybe it'll how be how many gram vinyl? One eighty. I don't I, know. I would assume Top Dog Entertainment. I don't know who that. Yeah, I mean, all of his official releases are pretty high quality. It's high quality mm-hmm. shit. You know? Yeah. All okay, right. What do so, you got? What do you, you got? Know, you, got a, you got a reco for us? I'm going to give you um, a small little indie game that came out last year. Is uh, Death Road to Canada. I have Death never heard Road of that before. Death Canada. Road to Canada. Okay. It's like the best description would be similar, kind of like Oregon Trail, but not. <laughs> what? That's amazing. So you, you, you're I did this, not you're see little, that coming. In this little car, you go like you go to live different little towns. And you have to kind of so there's like resource management. You have to make sure you don't starve to death and stuff like that. And then you go into villa, you go into little uh, cities, and you have to kind of go through the grocery stores and stuff like that. But there's zombies everywhere. You're, oh, it looks like zombies ate my neighbors or something. It kind of does. Whoa. Yeah. So you go through like so you go through a grocery store. and You have to get all like the, enough food to make sure you can get to the next village, or like makes a little like settlement. But zombies are swarming on you. You're trying to do it. Where are you going to Canada from? I, I don't know. I oh, think that's it, crazy. It's like an RPG slash resource uh-huh. management game slash. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, cool. It's, it's a neat little game, and it's like ten bucks. It's honestly a solid little title, and it's fun. Do you guys remember Dink Smallwood? Dirk Smallwood. Oh no, is it? Dink? No, it was a Dink Smallwood. Where's yeah. That from? It was like a PC RPG. I was like a top-down okay. RPG comedy comedy that I just thought of it because I'm pretty sure it also broke the the fourth wall yeah, yeah. a couple times. But but you know that they they recent like somewhat recently released a new Dink Smallwood game. Yeah, did they really? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. or there was a Kickstarter anyway. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I just keep getting sidetracked because playing a game, these two games were like older well, feeling. Now I want to play Dink Smallwood. <laughs> all, all I've been playing lately is Overwatch and also Battlefront because I didn't 100% it and I'm just playing the Scarif DLC That's repeatedly. Fair. And between those two games, I'm just kind of 
And Abzu. I did take a break to play Abzu. I played through a couple times. It was free last month on PSN? Yeah. That's, I just like, I was going to buy that game yeah. when it came out because it was so, it looked so gorgeous, so but yeah. uh, I didn't get around to it and then it was free. So it was kind yeah. of a win-win. But the PS Plus thing is, it's kind of, it's gotten a little bit pricey for us in Canada, but you get a lot of good games. There's some them. good gems. At the end of the PS3 life cycle, well, I guess PS3 is still... Technically still... You can still, still going. one, I guess. Yeah, but I remember having playstation plus for that and yeah. getting like tomb raider and yeah. like grid 2 and yeah. like these i was like fuck and this was crazy why would i like why would everybody not just have this you and know? i like the fact that sometimes they'll release games that just hit psn like end on ps plus this month the game that just hit yeah it's yours for free oh yeah it's pretty sweet cool man yeah well i think uh queue up some bss yeah i'll, I'll throw down a song from hug of thunder and uh, until next week, what, what do I yeah, say? Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, you say keep me. loving it. Oh, yeah, keep loving it. And another hidden gem for you guys to check out. <laughs> another recommendation is uh, the Pixels and Ink podcast. Oh, oh yeah. Like that plug right there. got to have that yeah. plug at the end. Yeah, podcast.buns.com. Listen yeah, to it. People know. Uh, yeah, it's hilarious. Thanks, guys. Are you going to say something? Looks no. like you're gonna say something. You took <laughs> no. a breath. It kind of looked like you were gonna say something. No, I was waiting for you to say uh, like "keep loving it" or "love you" or something like that, <laughs> and then I was gonna speak after the mic was off. But oh, love now you. I don't remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> love you. I feel